0: As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Have you ever wondered about how things should be aligning and what that alignment should be for your business and for your career and everything? Well, my next guest, Dr. Buisu, will help us with all of that. So let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Dr. you. <music> so guys like i was saying i am here with philippe wisu and we're gonna talk about a few things so philippe please introduce yourself to my listeners
1: yes thank you for having me on your on your show it's a pleasure being here um I have been in Silicon Valley for 30 years. I'm from Europe, from France. um, And I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I I like to start businesses, transform ideas into, you know, businesses and customers and and transactions and and success and sometimes failures, which is really how you learn. Um, But I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've been a venture capitalist for many years I've been on the board of 20 companies, and I'm actually running a management consulting firm called Blue Dots that is helping companies grow faster.
0: Okay, yeah, because I was wondering about that. So, how do you help companies grow faster?
1: Well, it's a it's a it's a profound question. Um, I, you know, I have been struggling with a deceptively simple question, which is similar to the one you just asked, which is what do I do on Monday morning at eight o'clock to start growing faster? Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a little bit like asking, what do I do on Monday morning at eight o'clock to be a good parent? And parenting is a journey, uh, is you now you have to adapt, you change what worked, you know, maybe two years ago, it doesn't work anymore because your child has grown. So I'm thinking of, you know, fundamentally addressing the issue of growth by I realized I had, I had a big aha moment a few years ago, which was that the maximum growth rate of any business, regardless of what the business is, can only be achieved when the business and its market, its target market are perfectly aligned. So it is fundamentally a notion of alignment. If you're well aligned with your market, then you will grow as much as you can. If you're misaligned, it's a bit like a mechanical watch. If you misalign the gears, it will slow down. And eventually it will stop ticking well if you're not aligned with your market you will slow down and you will become irrelevant and maybe even the business will die
0: so is this why you call your book aligning the dots
1: that's correct yes so they are they are a number of things to align in fact they are four universal axis of alignment and the interesting thing is that they work for any business so i can take a cafe on the left bank in paris um, I can take Tesla, I can take Boeing, I can take any company, McDonald's, it doesn't matter. And I can describe very quickly what those four axes of, of alignment are. The first one is that the pain of the customer and the claim that the business makes, those two things have to be aligned. So if you want to come to me with a headache and I show you a stomachache pill, you will never buy my pill because your pain is your head
0: and right. my pain
1: is, is you know, easing your pain on your stomach. So that's the first axis. The second one is that the message, which is really the expression of the claim, what is the claim that the company makes, that message and the perception, which is the understanding of that claim, those two things have to be aligned. So imagine I have a pill for your headache, it costs 99 cents, it will cure your headache in 10 minutes. But I describe it to you in Korean, I'm assuming you don't speak Korean, right?
0: then Mm -hmm. you
1: would never buy the pill because you you you'd be like what the heck is this guy talking about even though i have the perfect pill for your headache that's the second axis
0: okay is that kind of like why novas didn't sell in mexico yeah i mean
1: clearly you
0: know (laughs) because it doesn't translate very well it doesn't
1: translate well or people just don't understand and if you're another line and and it's not only the words is and i think the point you're making is is very true it's also the culture right it has to be a fit you have to you have to resonate with the message. You have to say, okay, that message, these guys are talking my language. They understand me. So that's the second axis. The third one is the way people want to buy the product and the way the product is sold in the marketplace. Those two things have to be aligned. So if I tell you, hey, you can get my pill, but you have to fly to the Bay Area here where I am based, you're going to say, well, I mean, I'm in New York. There is a pharmacy just down the street. Why can't I just walk there and buy the pill? Right, right. That's the third axis, frictionless transaction, if you will. And then the fourth one is my favorite one collection. I actually stole it out of the Apple playbook. I, I spent three years at Apple and during the last year, I worked directly for Steve Jobs. And if you ever wonder how I lost my hair, now you know the answer. <laughs> and there is one, there, there's actually a few interesting lessons I learned from Steve, but one of them, which I actually didn't understand when I was at Apple, it kind of hit me after I left the company but I came to the realization that there is one and only one business on this planet. And that unique business is the manufacturing and delivery of delight. Let me say that again, because this is really important. It's the manufacturing and delivery of delight. Okay, so what do you because, mean by that? Well, this is what I mean. When you buy a product or, or a service, you have a certain expectation of the experience you will enjoy from that product or that service, you have a certain delight expectation. As you consume that product or that service, that expectation has to be met. There cannot be an impedance mismatch between what you expected and what's delivered to you. And that's the four axis of alignment. So the the four axis again is the pain and the claim have to be aligned, the perception and the message have to be aligned, the purchase and the sale have to be aligned, and then the expected delight and the delivery have to be aligned. And if you perfectly align your business along those four axes, you will grow as much as you can within your target market.
0: Wow. Okay. So you have all of this going on. Why put this in a book? Why why not just teach classes or you know have people come to you for consultation? Why put this in a book that anyone can
1: access? Because it's the most effective way to share the message. And the book, you know, I, I've read dozens and dozens of business books and I I must confess that most of them I could have read two pages in the book and those two pages would have I would have learned as much as reading the other the other pages within that book so I actually turned things around which is a little bit unorthodox but I said there is a page in the book that says how to read this book and in fact the page says if you only have 10 minutes read those three pages that will be the you know, the condensation of the entire idea of alignment that I described. If you have 30 minutes, then you read this. And then if you have, you know, an hour, you read this. And then if you're bored to death and cannot sleep at night, then you can read the entire book. So I I organized the book in a way that it's as effective as possible, respecting the time of the reader. You know, tell me how much time you have and then I will tell you what to read. Nice, nice. And so it's a very effective way to understand this new idea. But the profound reason I wrote the book was educational, I wanted to open people's eyes on the notion that there is a whole new way to think about solving the challenge of growth. And the traditional methods, which have witnessed all my business life, you know, are, it's very tempting to blame sales. Well, we don't have the right salespeople, we don't know how to sell, we don't discount enough and then it's ideas around product features that's missing or maybe we should buy a company maybe we should change our tagline there is all kinds of techniques that people have been using and in my experience those don't work and they don't work because they are based on emotion rather than data so i wanted to completely change the way to think about this problem of growth and really introduce this very powerful you know idea and that's why I wrote the book because people should know that there is a new way to think about that critical problem.
0: Okay. Well, who is the book for, are you looking just for business people? Is this for everyday people, someone trying to start a business, you know, I know you said growing business, but is this for people that are already in business? What?
1: I think it's for you. So on, on one end of the spectrum is for entrepreneurs. If you have an idea, and want to turn this idea into a business, you should make sure that your approach is aligned along those four axes that I described. Because if not, you're not gonna enjoy the success that you, could, that you, could, that you can enjoy. You're not realizing that success potential. So that's one extreme of the spectrum if you want. The other extreme is we are working with companies that are doing several, several billion dollars in revenue. And those have the same alignment challenges, the, the methodology and the approach applies the exact same way. Now, I would also tell you that we are all selling all the time, right? If I want to marry somebody, right. I have to sell, you know, that it's a good idea. Um, and yes, as long as there's a transaction, you're selling something and not necessary for money, but as long as I give something to you and you give something back in exchange to me, that's what I call the transaction. It doesn't need to be monetary.
0: Right, right. Any right.
1: transaction should be aligned along those four axes as well. You, I have to make a claim. I have to address your pain. I have to explain to you what my claim is, which is the message you have to understand. And then if you said, okay, the transaction has to be easy. And then once you realize that transaction, you have to be happy with the outcome. So in a way, the concept goes way beyond just top line or revenue growth. It goes to you know, how to be successful.
0: Wow. Okay. So here's the question, because we talked about the four alignments, but is there such a thing as good alignment and bad alignment? Because, you know, sometimes we think we're doing the right thing, but we may not necessarily be doing the right thing, especially for the demographic.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know I'm a physicist by background. I have a PhD in non physics in, in fact in chaos theory, which is very useful for what I do. But I I think that it's not so much is there a bad or a good alignment. You know, my question is: how, what is your alignment coefficient from zero to a hundred percent? If you're totally misaligned, it would be zero percent. If you're totally aligned, it would be a hundred percent. So If for example, I have a pain and and, uh, the customer has a pain and I have a claim, I can actually measure that alignment by asking prospects and customers, well, what in one sentence is your pain? What in one sentence is your understanding of the claim that the company is making? And then by comparing those sentences, if you ask enough customers, you can actually put a coefficient of alignment from zero to hundred percent. So what matters to me is the data, the quantification of that alignment, because once you start to measure, Then you have insights and those insights enable you to do corrective actions now, because you really understand why you are not as aligned as you could be.
0: Ah, okay, okay. So it's a matter of understanding the information that you're getting.
1: That's exactly right.
0: Okay, okay. So, okay, you've written this book. It's for anyone that wants to grow a business specifically for entrepreneurs. Now, what makes an entrepreneur different from a regular business person?
1: Well, an entrepreneur is somebody who is really at the initial steps of transforming an idea and a concept into a business where people, what customers transact. So let's say I want to start a French creperie in San Francisco, I have this idea, I have this concept. Now, you know, the day I sign the lease agreement, and when I start to have a chef and people in the restaurant, and I open the doors, then, then I'm in business, right? Then, then the business is there. And then the question is, how do I become successful in my business with whatever definition of success I, I, I decided to go with? That's so. An entrepreneur is really the early stages of a business. And again, it doesn't matter if it's a crepery or somebody who's going to build an electric vehicle you know company like like Elon Musk did with, with Tesla. It doesn't matter.
0: Okay. So in other words, anyone can be an entrepreneur.
1: Mhm: Yes.
0: Okay. Because I think when we think of entrepreneurs, we think of somebody trying to start a business but not necessarily getting there, you know. Um, okay. So what is one thing that people can do to start aligning themselves properly in business?
1: I think they need to step back and look at either their idea, if they are at the ideation level, or the entrepreneurship level, or their current business, and really ask themselves honestly how well they believe they are aligned along those four axes. And if they identify some misalignment, then the next question becomes what action, what do I need to do to better align my business? Why am I not as well aligned as I could be along one of those four axes? And I think it gives a really interesting set of lenses through which they can look at their business in a very different way than they would with the traditional approach of trying to grow.
0: Okay. Now with us not being able to go into the outside and everything turning upside down in the past year, how does all of this affect this system? How how does it affect the alignment? Because a lot of people, let's be real, they had to close down businesses, some people weren't able to come back, and some people had to learn how to pivot on a dime. So how does COVID affect this system itself?
1: Well, I think the effect of COVID on businesses is profound and real. I think that the fact that we cannot meet face-to-face loses a lot of information you know, the way we communicate you know, via Zoom or audio, we're losing this human to human interaction. There's a lot of visual cues that we are losing. And so things get lost in translation. Now, so, so that, has, that, that imposes some real rethinking about how to conduct business. How do I conduct transactions? How do I support my customers? How do I acquire, how do I acquire new customers? How do I adapt my product and my services? Those are really important and real questions. Now, having said that, I would say that the pandemic itself doesn't change the fact that you need to be well aligned along the four axes I described. That doesn't Okay. Do. It's just the way you align and the way you measure that alignment is affected by the pandemic is different. But you still need to be aligned. At the end of the day, you're selling a product. People have to be delighted and happy with using your product.
0: Okay, so guys, listen, in other words, you still have to be aligned. It just needs to change how we're doing it. So, okay, you talked about transactions. Mm-hmm. how how are we because I feel a lot of times we're missing the fact that we're making these transactions on a daily basis because, like you said, some transactions, aren't, you know, done for money, but how do we go about making sure that our transactions are successful in our business?
1: Yeah, a transaction is successful when whatever was expected is delivered. And the interesting thing is that people are quick to try to change, let's say a product, And I often ask them, what if you were to let, you know, keep your product as it is, but change the expectation, right? Describe the product differently. And you realign by changing the expectation. And if you do that, then the transaction is a lot easier. And by the way, it's fairly cheap to change a transaction or to change an expectation rather than changing a product itself. I mean, imagine you're manufacturing- How so? Product. Because like, if you are manufacturing a product and let's say that the product is too heavy and you want to cut some weight out of that product, that's not that easy. Now, if you say, hey, you can buy my product. It's a little bit heavier than competition, but it's also sturdier. That's why it's heavier. Then suddenly you haven't changed your product. The product's the same. You haven't changed your manufacturing process. You haven't changed the design. But now the expectation is like, oh, I know it's going to be heavier, but it's also going to be, you know, sturdier and, and more solid than competition. So I accept the fact that it's heavier. And that's a lot cheaper to do. Uh,
0: than- so in other words, it is really just making sure that you are changing that expectation for the services
1: rendered. That's right. Yeah. And, and making sure that you're setting the expectation in an authentic and honest way, right? If I say... I say to you you're gonna buy my service and you're gonna get x y and z i need to make absolutely sure that you're indeed getting x y and z and not less and, and not more maybe a little bit more but certainly not less
0: oh okay so in other words making sure that what you're saying is being followed through on
1: that's right but also making sure that you're thoughtful about what you're saying in other words you're not overselling something i'm not setting an expectation that will be met at 80%. I'm setting an expectation that I will meet, that I know I'm going to meet at
0: 110%. Is overselling where some businesses fail?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons. Um, I've seen this in the software industry over and over again. People sell all kinds of features and widgets that are not you know fully baked, that don't quite work. Um, you know, I mean, Tesla is overselling They, you know, they sell uh, full, you know, um, self-driving capabilities. Well, it's not, I mean, you can't, I can't drive from here to New York completely self-driving. So yeah, a lot of companies, you know, set the wrong expectation and they oversell for sure, which I think is a mistake.
0: Yeah, wow. So guys, understand Dr. Bouizou has made a book for people that don't have a lot of time, people that have a lot of time, and everyone in between. So Philippe, would you please tell people where they can find your book?
1: Yeah, the book is called Aligning the Dots, and they can find the book on Amazon. It's probably the easiest way to find it. They can also go to aligningthedots.com, and they'll find me. They can reach out to me if they want to connect. I would be happy to Connect with them and uh, they will get more information about the book.
0: So, guys, you heard it here. And remember, his information will be in the show notes. So you won't miss anything. But Dr. Boussou, it has been a pleasure having you.
1: Yes, thank you so much. It was delightful and um, pleasure being on your show.
0: Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Dr. Bwisoo. So guys, make sure you're going out and getting the book. All of his information will be in the show notes. Remember, he's broken it up into time management so that you are getting the best and the most out of everything he is trying to tell us or that he's actually telling us because he's not trying, he's telling. So guys, as always, be good to yourselves be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's up, everybody? This is Dee Watkins, host of the Unfiltered Views podcast. You are now tuned in to CQP Moments with the coupon queen pin.